Hello, and welcome to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Eternal Truths Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. I'm your host, author and minister, Heather Lancaster, and I'm happy to be joined by Esther McMichael of Good Fruit Ministries in Chesapeake, Virginia. And today we're going to talk about hearing God. So Esther, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. So hearing God, what does, I, I know a lot of people, you know, we get very busy, things happen and, and we all, I think are at a point, especially with the way the world is right now, we all want to make sure that we're hearing God accurately and as often as possible, especially like I said, in, in this day and age, do you, do you find that where, where you are as well, that, that that's the desire of people? Yes. And some have never heard. So their desire is just to hear it all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially for new believers, um, who, who are coming into this relationship with Jesus and in understanding that it is a relationship that's two-way communication. Yes. So, so what would you say if somebody came up to you and said, how do I hear God? What do you, what do you tell them? I usually say, let me give you a few tips. And because of our culture being wired and so anxious, usually they can't get still. And Mm -hmm. so I said, you need to be still and being still and being silent are two different things. You can sit down and you can be quiet, but it doesn't mean that you're being still inside. And so you have still the rumble and the anxiety and the stuff on the inside. And, and how, how would you suggest because that's a very specific differentiation. And I think a lot of people don't understand what that what that means. So how would you define or how would you tell them how to be still on the inside? Because I think I think like you said, all we know is let me turn everything off. Okay, I'm I'm quiet. I'm still I'm going to sit here. How do you how do you turn off that sort of inner monologue? Well, yeah, the brain is still going. <laughs> you can sit down and be absolutely don't move a muscle. But your brain is just going with all the ideas, especially creatives, all the ideas, all the things you need to do today. What I do, there's several things you can do, and it probably depends on your gifting, like your Romans 12 gifting. Mm -hmm. It's easier for some than for others. Is I have like an affirmation, some kind of a paragraph that I read about. It empowers me, like who God is, who I am in Christ that I can hear and that he wants to, I have something that I just kind of center myself, I guess you call it, kind of get in Christ and get quiet and get still and go, oh yeah, I can do this. Oh yeah. Okay. And that helps a lot. And I'll change it up from time to time, or I'll sing a worship song. Mm-hmm. and just get everything that I was thinking about until I got to the chair out of my mind so that I can actually focus on the Lord. And I found too, and I, I think that's a great way to do it, especially as, and and I'm going to target this maybe towards new believers or or people who just have trouble hearing God. And especially because I understand the creative side of things, but that idea of of getting your scriptures and find out what is it God says about your ability to hear him? And you touched on a couple of those things. You know, and I think of things like we have the mind of Christ, that we're a new creation in him, and that, um, 
you know, there's so many uh, on peace and casting your anxieties on him and, and, and things like that. But also as a creative and on a practical side, I like to write things down because if I've got something in my head, then, then if I write it down, it's less likely to keep tumbling through my brain and it can tumble out on the paper regardless of, of, you know, whether you're keeping a journal, whether you're keeping, whether you're writing books like I do or, or whatever that winds up looking like. Um, I've found that that's a great way to help. Yes. I journal every morning. Um, I used to use just a composition book because I had so many of them and I just write the date and I write down what the Lord has said to me. And I have found if you ask him questions, he loves it. Mm. So some of the things that I recommend, I think probably most people have an identity issue of some kind. And a lot of people think I can't hear, I'm not good enough or whatever. So one of the questions I ask is Psalm, it comes from Psalm 139, 17 and 18. And it says, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Now, also, same wording is in Psalm 40, verse 5. So what I do is say, God, you have a vast amount of thoughts, more than I could ever think if I ask you one every morning. So, God, what is one thought today that's good that you have about me? Then I get to hear him and then I feel good about myself and thought and I'm confident and I can do whatever he's asked. And what was what was the Psalm 139 again? 17 and 18. 17 and 18. I'd like to read that in the in the Passion Translation, if I can. So that's Psalm 139, 17 and 18. It says, every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. And when I awake each morning, you're still with me. Yes. I love that. Yes. So that's enough to connect you right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Now, some of the other things I'll ask are, what are you, Lord Jesus Christ, what are you interceding for me today? And I got that idea from an emerging prophets class I took uh, last year in Scotland. And I thought, Jesus interceding for me? I thought, I didn't know I could ask. <laughs> and so I asked and I started getting these really neat visions and ideas and that he was like, I saw myself on uh, a gymnast, um, what do you call those things you swing on? Oh, the like the parallel bars or the yes, uneven bars? I saw that, and I saw myself swing forward, and he said, I'm hoping that today you will choose to, to move forward. And I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah. Then another question I asked that I learned from there was, at first I was like, really? It was is God, what are you excited about in my nation today? And I just thought, okay, they're all from Scotland. Maybe they have a good thing. And I'm thinking, I don't know if we have a good thing. Maybe God's not excited. She said the reason she gave us the homework was to change our vision of our nation. 
And God answered every single day. He told me something he was excited about in my nation and it shifted how I pray for my nation, everything. Oh, that's cool. And for those who who don't know about the the idea of Jesus as your intercessor, in Hebrews 7, where it talks about that Jesus is our high priest, and it says uh, in verse 25, it's, uh, that's Hebrews 7, 25, it says, therefore he, that's Jesus, is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, that's us. And it says to make, he always lives to make intercession for them. So Jesus is in heaven and he's interceding for us. He's praying on our behalf to the father, you know, things about us, things about um, our neighborhoods, our countries, like you mentioned, and and the cool thing about that is because it's a relationship, he knows our needs, he knows our desires, he knows all of those things. And when we are seeking to be in his will, when we seek first the kingdom of God, it says he adds all the other things that we need. So I think we can ask those things that say, okay, God, because then we can come into agreement with those prayers. Because he also said, if two or more are in agreement, you know, then what, you know, if you ask and don't doubt, you're going to have whatever you ask for. But if you're asking the same thing that he's asking for, then you know, you can't really go amiss. True. So what else would you recommend? I Questions I think I use a lot. It's like it gets me through my whole day. It's like I, when I'm sitting and talking with him, I'll picture my day and say, I plan, I have this at 10 and this at 2 and this at 4. And I'll say to him, you can rearrange that if you like, but that's where it is so far. Just do whatever you need to do. Right. And then I'll start and say, okay, God, that person is coming for prayer ministry. What do you want me to know? That saves me hours of counseling. Sure. Because they'll come with what they think their issue is, or they don't know me, so they're not going to tell me for three weeks. Right. <laughs> through everything. So on the way to meet somebody for lunch, you could say, God, what do you want me to know about Nancy or whoever it is? And God could give you something that you could say to them that will change their life. Yeah. And those words of knowledge and, and words of wisdom are powerful. And the scripture talks about those as things that we can operate in. Yes. So they're for believers. They're not just for a minister. They're not just for your preacher. They're for every believer. You know, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have access to that direct connection. And so, you know, for our listeners, don't think that this is something that that you can't do. This is something everybody can do because it is a relationship. It's two-way communication. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, the better it gets and the relationship gets deeper and you think to ask other questions. So you can, it, the benefits of hearing God are, for protection. I mean, he once said to me, I was on a domestic violence uh, situation and somebody asked me something and as loud as anything I've ever heard, the Lord said to me, don't open your mouth. Do not open your mouth. 
And I didn't. And I found out later it would not have been safe for me to open my mouth. Oh, so protected, wow. like you might God may say, turn at this corner instead of this corner. He can talk to you about healing. Um, comfort. Everybody needs comfort and he yes. can comfort you. Yeah. Uh, direction, victory, strategies. I mean, David got his battle plans by listening to God. Yeah. We can get and we certainly need some strategy and some battle plans right now. Sure. And I think that's I think that's really, really key for all of us. Because one of the things and one of the the scriptures and the declarations that that Greg and I declare pretty much every day is we ask God for wisdom. Cause because James says if you ask, if you lack wisdom and you ask for it, God is faithful to give it to you. Yes. And that especially in this day and age, the idea of the protection thing. I know so many people that they were either going to go on a trip or they were driving and and they'd get this this just overwhelming sense from from the Holy Spirit. Don't leave yet. Delay a day. Go here. Do this. Change lanes. Don't change lanes. And it's it's really really powerful when you break those things down. You talk about healing. Greg has an amazing testimony of God delivering him of a kidney stone. It shouldn't have been possible, but because he listened, because he's had a couple and God's had him do something different each time. Yes. Based on what God knew was best for him. You know, we sometimes try to do it in our own strength. Oh, we did this before, so we're going to do it this way again. Mm -hmm. But that may not be the way God wants you to handle it in this situation. Right. And and so doing that and staying on top of that, I think is I think is huge. Yes. I think when we're independent and self-reliant, we have limited resources and powers. But when we rely on God, it's unlimited. We depend on him and he has all the answers and all the power and everything that we need. Yeah. And that's a scripture that that we don't always really take to heart is that he has all things that he's going to supply all our needs and he knows what our needs are but then you go to probably one of the most quoted scriptures of all time in psalm 23 and he said the lord is my shepherd i shall not want which means i shall not want for anything and a lot of times that's involved with need Yes. You know, but it says he gives us the desires of our heart, which also goes beyond need. Yes. But again, it's he is that provider. He is that healer. He is that there's so many names of God in the scriptures that I think we we don't give them the the due and and the 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 weight that they have and and what that means for our lives and how to apply it to our lives to be honest in our culture we're taught to be self-reliant we're taught to protect ourselves to do things for ourselves and so we think that we only need to go to god when we don't know the answer 
But sometimes we don't know the answer and we don't know we don't know the answer. <laughs> and so when we become prideful and self-reliant, sometimes we can't hear him. Yeah. Or we might be rebellious because we're afraid if we hear him, we might have to obey and we don't want to. So some of those things can put yes. up walls or we don't think we're good enough that everybody will be able to hear but me. That's and a that's a common, common thing. I... I'm in no way against churches, but so many people think that they can't hear from God for themselves. They have to hear through their pastor, through their minister. And honestly, that's the Old Testament. You had to go to a priest to hear something. And that was the choice of the Israelites. God wanted to come down and commune with his people and they got freaked out by the glow on Moses's face. And they said, you go listen and you tell him what, tell us what he said. Mm -hmm. And then you set up this idea of the priests and only the high priest could go in the Holy of Holies and only once a year and only after he'd made all these sacrificial purifications and tied a rope around his ankle, make sure he didn't die on the way out so you could drag him out. But it, it's the same, it's the same thing today. You know, you go hear from God for me and tell me what I need to know, but that's not relationship. And it could be wrong. And it could be wrong. And, and, and that's the, that's the challenge. You know, who are you listening to? Do you know that they're biblically based? Do you know? I mean, one of the things I say in every single episode of the show is go read your Bible, go dig it out for you. Don't take my word for it. Anybody I have on here, we share where we know, but we, you know, the Bible tells us that we know in part and we prophesy in part, which means none of us know it all. So get in your word. You know, the, I believe it's in uh, Colossians where it talks about in him, are all the mysteries of wisdom. And I think that's Colossians. I think it's Colossians 2 something. But yeah, and you you go in and you dig it out and you ask him. It, what I do when I'm reading is I'm like, okay, God, show me something new. What do you want me to see today? Mm -hmm. And and I think that's part of it. And then I write it down like you were talking about. Um, I am thousand percent on board with the writing and I encourage other people to do that but sometimes I think it's just that notion of getting your word and get quiet yeah. get your spirit quiet and there's a language that you develop between the two of you that if you're asking through somebody else you're not going to get that and you may not hear it in the same way um something that over time that he shows me when I work with people, if like I'll see pictures in my head and I'll ask him what it means and I will see a worm like in their stomach. And when I see that, now I know it always means inadequacy. That saves me 30 minutes of working with somebody because I already know before they open their mouth, I don't have to say anything, but I already know where we're going because because we have a language. So it's like we have shorthand. Right. <laughs> or he talks to me in the way that I can understand. Right. Recently, I was doing this, like I call it going to my secret place. So in the morning, I'll say, you know, that little place, I find a little visual. I'm very, I'm a seer. So I'm very visual. 
So I, I, you, if, when you, when the ocean kind of the shore, the water comes up and then it recedes. There's a little bit of water in a pool. It's called a tide pool. Mm-hmm. There's little bitty animals in there, yes. and we're on the beach. And so God said, "This is where where we meet." I go, "Okay." So I'm picturing the beach and trying to look at what He's trying to tell me. And He said, "You know, it's really, really comfortable in that tide pool." And I went, "Uh huh." He said, "It's not where you belong. <laughs> You're hiding." Ah. And see, the picture is what, for me, did it. And right. so he said, you belong in the ocean. And I said, so at that point, I saw, I start like Moses negotiating. Uh-huh. But you know how old I am? And why would you send me internationally to speak to leaders? And why? And, and I'm just saying, you know, but I'm not the smartest and I'm not this and you know, all my inadequacy. And, and he says, you're right. I laughed. He said, you're right. You're not that smart. I cracked up. And then he said, but the reason I chose you was not because you were smart. It's because you're faithful. Yeah. That was what I needed to hear. He said, you will hurt no one. I'm like, I will do it. I'll just complain a little. <laughs> yeah. And and that is very much like, like Moses. And, and so many times we look for ways to discount ourselves. In the service of God, you know, when, when every believer has a calling and a destiny on their lives, every person has a gifting that needs to be brought out. And like you said, the, the tide pool, you know, I, I, I think of it in terms of, you know, because I grew up near the ocean as well and the water was always warmer, Mm -hmm. but the things in it were always the first to die. Oh, (laughs) because it was cut off from the life of the ocean as the tide receded, it would be cut off. So all those little creatures either had to dive deeper and then they lose the warmth of the tide pool or they would they would die because they were cut off from the life force of the ocean. And and that that can be a true statement of us too. If we're too scared to get out of our comfort zones, and this is something that, that the Lord's been talking to me about lately, is this idea of, of where are you comfortable and why are you comfortable there? Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And and so many of us are are content to be comfortable. And the position that God has me in right now is challenging me to do other things. And I'm like, uh-huh, you know, and it's it's a growth process and it's it's painful because you're being stretched. You know, it's like working out a muscle. When you work it out the first time, it's sore. You know, because you've just not used that before, but then you build up that muscle memory and then you can do more and then you can do more. And I think, especially in where we are in this day and age, I think that's where we really want to make sure that we're staying in the will of God. We're staying in connection with him so that as he's stretching us and pulling us into these new areas we don't injure ourselves or somebody else true cuz i think that's a that's something especially when you get into the prophetic circles 
we always want to make sure that what we say lines up with the word as far as like if if we're doing and and you and I have done these before if we're on prophetic ministry teams you know god may show you something but you have to know that maybe not everything he's showing you is something you tell the person maybe it's a way to pray like you were talking about with your counseling you may not need to say it but god shows you so you know how to pray yes. or you know where things are leading to save you tons of time um, with them. So it's all, and that, again, it goes back to me for, to asking for wisdom. Yes. How do you want me, how do you, how do you want me to do, what do you want me to do with this? You can always ask for a confirmation when it's big. I usually will say, could you give me a confirmation from somewhere, somebody that knows nothing? Because I don't want the enemy to send me off to Africa and it's not where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. I I remember. That's good about that. He is very good about that. And and confirmations come in a lot of different ways. You know, I I like to share a story and this is is kind of a cool thing. You know, um, my husband Greg and I met online. And the very first time he came to see me, because we were living in different states, and the very first time he came to see me, we knew we had a connection. We had been talking for months, and we knew deep down that that God had was was putting us together. We just just knew it, you know. We we weren't young kids. We, you know, and when he left, I heard almost as clear as I'm talking to you, you just put your future husband on a plane. And I went, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm backtracking. I'm like, hey, let's, let's, let's slow this freight train down a bit. But, but then God gave me other confirmations and other confirmations so that two months later, when we're talking about it, and we're like, okay, where where do we go from here? It's like, okay, we start our premarital counseling. Didn't need a grand proposal. Didn't need a grant because we just, God had told both of us. We both knew. We had peace about it. And we just moved forward. And that was, that was 10 years ago. So, you know, praise God. Sounds like it was God. It was from, from top to bottom. <laughs> so... But um, as we're wrapping up today, Miss Esther, what what would you like to leave our listeners with as far as um, an encouragement or things to hear God? And also, let us know where where we can find you online. Okay. All right. Let me do that first, and then I have a prayer and a blessing I'd like to say over them. Okay. Great. And find me at goodfruitministries.com. And you could always uh, use the contact info to send me something if you want. There's some classes and different things that um, we're scheduling. Awesome. So let me pray for you. This has been a joy. Thank you for listening to me. So uh, thank you for being on and 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 for encouraging our listeners. Yes, I'm hoping everybody hears from God after this. Amen. Right. Heavenly Father, most of all, I pray that they would seek after you with their whole hearts that they would not only hear your voice, but seek and know the relationship with you, which is really the goal of it. May they be blessed with knowing your voice, the voice of the shepherd. I bless them with hearing you and knowing who you are and why they are on the earth at this particular time, because it makes a difference. So I bless them with hearing your voice today. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Well, Ms. Esther, thank you so much for being on and and talking about how we can hear God. I come in agreement with that prayer that all of our listeners would be able to hear God in a new and powerful way. That that you have the uh, the time and the space to get quiet before the Lord, to still your spirit, and to say, God. What do you want to tell me today? I want to know you better. I want to deepen my relationship with you. So I come in agreement with that. We decree that over all our listeners today. And we just want to thank everyone for listening. Again, you've been listening to Exchanging Eternal Truths, uh, brought to you by Eternal Truths Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. You can find us on Spotify or any of your podcast providers. So remember to like, subscribe, hit the notifications so that you always get informed when we drop new episodes. And until next week, be blessed, my friends.